Hello and welcome to Connected, episode 369. It's made possible this week by our sponsors, Trade Coffee, Clean My Mac X, and Pingdom. My name is Stephen Hackett, and I'm joined by Mike Hurley. Hello. Hello, sir. How are you? I'm good. We're also joined by Federico Vitici. Hey, guys. Hi. Hello. We've got a big show today. We have a lot of good stuff. Uh, are you all big mm-hmm. Halloween people? No. Um. Well, I wasn't one until I discovered the joy of dressing up my dogs. Mm. Oh, here we go. Yeah. <laughs> what do you yeah. do? I don't think I've seen any evidence of oh, this. No, I, sh- I shared pictures. Oh, well, we didn't do it last year right. because we were we were in lockdown again and we were mm-hmm. very bummed about it. But a couple of years ago, uh, we dressed up Zelda as um, as a pumpkin and Ginger as the devil, and that was incredibly <laughs> funny. <laughs> Poor Ginger. What no, how did Ginger do to deserve that? I was a, like a handmade costume that Sylvia made. It was incredible. Honestly, incredible. No, but like, why does Zelda get pumpkin? Ginger is the devil. The devil. Uh, because she's, she, you know, she, she she strikes me as like a very elegant devil. You know, okay. we believe that Ginger is the more sort of stylish and elegant dog, whereas okay. Zelda is more of the like, you know, Root likes vegetable. to play rough. You know, right. kind of, mm-hmm. you know, she's messy and that. Yeah, so that's so why she we belongs went in the dirt. Hence, pumpkin. Yes, right. Exactly. Mm. So she's more okay. like, and she's you know she's kind of. Yeah, she's she's a uh, she's she strikes me as a pumpkin, whereas Ginger was like, "Yes, you can be a fancy devil," and we were <laughs> crying like we, it was just so funny. And ideally, uh, we would like to dress them up again. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really wanted to get one of those uh, skeleton dog costumes mm-hmm. um, for Ginger. <laughs> and I think she she that's gonna be incredible if we find it. Um and maybe Zelda we can dress up as a spider or something. I don't know, we'll see. You should look into uh, spider costumes for dogs. They are incredible. I'm not gonna look. Mm, I don't wanna do that. Steven, are you a Halloween person? No, but I have children, so I have to fake so it. You every have year. to be. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So what we're saying is this is the spooky episode. <laughs> Josiah is just wearing the Pikachu outfit from the podcastathon. <laughs> that's that's his Halloween. Wait, is that fit? Is that fit him? Uh, it's a little big, but it's close. He's he's getting yeah, tall. He's enough. almost as tall as fair Mary. Enough. No way. Mm-hmm. Too long. Okay, so we have some follow up. Steve had a Steve had a suggestion. What was the suggestion, Mike? That the trophy changing that will occur now at the end of every Ricky's, where we have to adapt our trophies to uh, potentially correct the the who is now the annual or keynote chairman, could be called the closing ceremonies of the Ricky's. And I would like to I endorse this, um, and I would like to put it to the group. Uh, obviously, yes, this is a good idea. Yeah. I like okay, it. Okay, like great. It. So maybe we can add this in as a potential amendment now because this isn't yes. how it works. We're not doing the Rickies, so we can't. Right. Uh, and we actually might have another amendment that we might want to add in a minute, but there is a, uh, this can now be put forward as an amendment for a future Rickies discussion <laughs> that the final trophy changing will be the closing ceremonies. Currently, there are five pending comments in that part of the Google Doc <laughs> to deal with. 
let's just uh, so let's just do this now. So there could also be uh, a secondary sub amendment to this amendment because of magtricky.com. Do you want to tell people what magtricky.com is, Stephen? I do want to talk about magtricky. Magtricky.com. Our trophies are amazing. They make us feel good. They bring joy. I mean, I'm not currently on it, so it makes me a little sad, but it makes me happy for my friends. We have decided that everyone should be able to take part in tracking <laughs> the Ricky winners. Yes. The closing yes. ceremonies. The closing ceremonies. Yes. Yes. So if you go to magtricky.com, this is a site that we have put together in the last week because this was an idea that happened after the show on Wednesday. Yep. <laughs> now it's a product. <laughs> Magtricky is a magnetic yeah. winner, uh, a magnetic chairman tracker. So yeah. it's it's a kit. <laughs> it's a kit. You get a four inch magnet that is the connected globe artwork, and you also get three smaller, very strong magnets: two silver ones and one gold one. And you can use those to keep up with who the current chairmen are. So, for example, right now Mike is the annual winner, and Federico is the event winner. So you would have a silver magnet where the lines cross over London and one where the lines cross over Rome. If you are just now realizing that the lines intersect over the cities where we live, that's the Easter egg in the artwork that sometimes we get tweets about. Yep. Like, oh, I just realized it. This is, we're playing into this. But let's say mm, next April, when I am both the annual winner and the event winner after the March Apple event, then you would put the gold magnet over Memphis. Yeah, That's how you can okay. keep up with who has won. Each kit also comes with two stickers of the Ricky artwork by our friend Lex, who does uh, the wonderful rickies.co. We're very excited about this. Go check it out. Magtricky.com. Mac. Mag. Mag. <laughs> Mag Tricky. Not Mac. Who said Mac? <laughs> Mag Tricky. <laughs> okay. Okay. Magtricky.com. It's like MagSafe, but it's tricky. It's not safe. It's tricky. So Mag Tricky magtricky.com so you get the one main magnet a set of stickers and then three smaller magnets so you can track mm -hmm. uh, a, a mag tricky pack costs ten dollars and pre-orders of going from now until november 11th orders will ship by the end of the month from steven's very own pod cabin for some reason unbeknownst to anybody on this show except maybe Steven. Steven chose to do the fulfillment for this project. Look, I, he's got a thing for packages, man. You know, I think he, he does. He just likes I have to, all this he stuff. He likes to do it. <laughs> I have all this stuff. Uh, I will say, though, uh, it does require a little bit of special shipping because the post office is very specific about mailing magnets. And the reason is they use metal machines to sort mail. And so if your package gets... Sucked to the side of the, the metal thing it's in. That was that was very good. Wait, what's sound what's effects. that sound? Can was that you? What's that like? Yeah, it's like a magnet. What? Whoa! How are you doing? Like sucking that? air in and then clapping my hands. Oh, it's so good. Have you ever thought about doing sound effects for like movies or TV shows instead of podcasts? I should. I really should do that. Yeah. Maybe you know, if really ever goes under, <laughs> I can do that. You got to create a sizzle reel, you know, if you're just making loads of different sounds. Yeah. So we have to ship them in small boxes. I, I, I tested this thoroughly. I, I shipped things to myself. 
<laughs> I got a note from the post office about it. It's very complicated. So we have to ship them in little boxes. So unfortunately, the shipping is more expensive than we would like. I apologize for that. It's kind of the, it's the only way to get these out. So I know it's a little bit of a bummer, but we did yep. what we could. So magtricky.com. Once you need to start shipping something in a box, so then it's thick enough that the magnets won't stick to something that's magnetic, yep. you start hitting some flat rates. I know, like, look, hey, me and Federico live outside of the United States of America. So if you live outside the United States of America and you say this is so expensive to ship to you outside the United States of America, we paid it too, all right? We're all in this yeah. together. If you want a mag tricky and you want to be really super cool and track us with the magnets, pay the shipping price. <laughs> if you don't yeah. want to, you also don't have to. Or, you know, you could fly to Memphis and Stephen will hand deliver them to you in person. That so. will also is a service that we provide. That is quite the promise. Yeah, it's the it's the VIP level treatment. You know, mm-hmm. love logistics so much. You know, <laughs> this, that's quite a logistical challenge. That you yeah, have to deal I, guess, with that. I guess so. Uh, yeah, so Mag Tricky, uh, you have until November 11th to pre-order, and they will be shipping in December. MagTricky.com. MagTricky.com. We're very excited about this, as you can tell. Uh, so iOS 15.1 came out, right? It shipped with a toggle for the macro mode thing. Mm. And everyone that I've seen report on this, uh, including our friend Federico, just says mm-hmm. like, hey, they, they, they changed the macro thing so it doesn't automatically switch anymore. And that's what we believed was going to happen. Great news. I tested this. It doesn't do the same macro stuff. <laughs> and I yeah. want to talk about this on the show it's very, to see it's if very like, I'm doing something wrong here or if everybody else is experiencing this. Because everywhere that I've read is just like, hey, uh, they've changed the automatic macro mode switching, so now it won't do that. And all you have to do is switch to the wide ang- ultra-wide camera and you can take macro photos. But if you do this and compare them side by side... One looks like it's just a really close uh, ultra-wide photo, and the other, with the automatic switching, looks like a macro thing. So, like, they're doing some kind of cropping and something with the automatic switching that I don't think they're doing if you turn off the automatic switching. So, like, I feel like I'm losing my mind here because why is nobody talking about this? Yeah, I feel like it's very confusing the way that the toggle is phrased. Um, And I think it's also confusing because, at least in my experience, you can manually switch to the ultra-wide, get close to the subject, and it will focus on the subject. But, to your point, I think you're right. The difference is the auto-cropping because you still get the edge distortion from the ultra-wide lens if you use this manual mode. But you are able to focus on a very close subject. Like, I just did it again now. The camera, if I disable auto-macro mode, open the camera app, switch to the ultra-wide, get close to this remote in front of me, it can focus on the buttons of the remote. But I do see the distortion at the edges of the viewfinder because I think you're right. You can make it work and sort of fake your way around macro mode, but you get the weirdness of the lens distortion. Now... I don't understand why there can just be like a section or a button in the camera app that says macro and you open it. Like in my mind, what should happen here is if you disable auto macro mode and you want to use macro photography, still you get a button or you get a section inside of the camera app. 
Otherwise, if I disable auto macro, what am I supposed to do? Like if I disable auto macro, like Apple is telling me, hey, do you want to disable the setting that automatically switches lenses for you? And I'm like, yeah, I, I don't want to have an automatic switch. I want to do it manual. Okay, great. I disabled the switch. And now Apple it seems to tell you, oh, well, now you're on your own if you disable that switch. Yeah. We're not going to give you any button or any explanation whatsoever in the camera app. That's very confusing. So I just sent you two uh, pictures, and I'll, I'll put these in the show notes. So this is of uh, my wonderful stuffed Ricky um, that we got as a beautiful gift. This is The camera is from the exact same distance. The one on the left, or like the first image, is with uh, like in ultra-wide with the auto macro toggle off, right? And focused on what's going on. Like, a, you know, a tap to focus. And then the one on the right is with the automatic macro mode switching thing. Like, yeah, they're cropping it. They're, but they're, they're cropping it. They're also doing, I think, something like, uh, like they're doing, I don't know, some some of their like sharpening or whatever they do, you know? And it's it's like a, it's vastly different. It's like it might as well just be a completely different setting. Like this isn't what we, th what I think people thought it was going to be, which is you'll still get the same results all you have to do is just uh, like, you know, you'll get the same results, but now you just have to go into the ultra wide. Like they're completely different. And so I would like an actual proper toggle or something for this. Cause right now we don't have that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, uh, I hope that in the just released 15.2 beta, there will be more changes for macro photography because like they thought they fixed the problem and they really didn't. At this point, the camera app is so full of buttons, I don't understand why just add another one. I mean, you already have a problem going on with all those UI, UI elements in the camera app. Adding another button for your major new feature on the 13 Pro, what's the big deal? Mm -hmm. Given all the other icons that you already have, I mean, just one more, you know? What's one more? I mean, we talked, yeah. I think like what this feature actually does is what it says it does, but it's not what people thought it was going to do. What it does is it stops the macro switching, but that also turns, like it just disables the, that feature in the way that it has been implemented otherwise. All right. This episode of Connected is brought to you by Trade. Does your at-home coffee just not live up to your expectations? Trade can change that because their goal is to make every cup of coffee your best ever. The journey to your perfect cup starts with taking their coffee quiz. Whether you use a French press, automatic drip, or if you're one of those fancy cold brew people, your answers will allow Trade to pair you with the perfect coffee to fit your tastes. Trade will match you to coffees that you'll love from over 400 craft coffees, and they send you a freshly roasted bag as often as you'd like. Trade guarantees you'll love your first match, but on the off chance you don't, they'll replace it with a different bag for free. And give feedback as you sip. As your preferences evolve, your coffee matches will too. Plus, you can feel good about each cup since Trade partners with over 55 small U.S.-based roasters who are committed to ethical and sustainable sourcing. Mike, you've got some trade coffee. How has it been? Oh, lovely. We got um, a bag of coffee from a roastery called Madcap Coffee. 
and the the bag like it had like a a a label on it like you'd get in clothing like a cloth label which is very nice the packaging was very nice and it was called uh gasharu and it was a rwandan coffee it was fantastic like the packaging was lovely but the coffee was even lovelier we got through that bag incredibly fast this was really really great stuff and this is like exactly why i recommend people sign up for trade because they they have access to all of these different roasteries and all of these different types of coffee and then they can pick what's best and send it to you so you get the, all of the best stuff without having to do any of the legwork which i really love when i <laughs> i love those kind of situations i just want all of the best things without having to put any of the work in. And that's what trade do. Yeah, I love that it's sustainable and working with small businesses, that is that is really cool. That's very important in coffee because like, really like you, you want to look for that kind of stuff because the coffee trade can be a bad one. So you, you want to try and find, you, you want to find places that, that offer that kind of protection for the people growing and, 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 and dealing with the coffee. For connected listeners, right now, Trade is offering your first bag free and $5 off your bundle at checkout. To get yours, go to drinktrade.com slash connected, and you want to use the promo code connected at checkout. Go take the quiz to start your journey to the perfect cup of coffee. That's drinktrade.com slash connected, promo code connected for your first bag free and $5 off your bundle. Enjoy. Our thanks to Trade for their support of the show and Relay FM. We now have a uh, a bunch of tiny topics to deal with. Can I talk about AirTags? Please. AirTags have been out since the spring, I think six, seven, eight months, something like that. Uh, Apple has said that the battery should last about a year. You know, they're very the you know the little uh, coin batteries. The I forget the number that they are. CR thirty thirty two. I think something just number four. Number four, battery number four. Yeah, number four battery. Number four battery. Uh, and I have had my first one uh, die on me. So the other morning I woke up and I had a find my notification saying, hey, the uh, air tag assigned to your keys, uh, the battery is getting ready to go. And by the afternoon, it was totally dead. I would have expected... Wow, a, <laughs> you get no time. I would have expected a little more warning on that. Wow. You know? <laughs> I don't have those batteries laying around, uh, so I went and bought a little pack of them at the drugstore. Uh, but the one in my backpack is still like 80%. The one I keep in my truck is still 100%. So I don't know like what happened with this AirTag, or maybe because it's on my keys, like it's just more active. Uh, I don't. I don't really know. Uh, I'm very curious. You know, if y'all have your phones handy to see how your batteries are doing on your AirTags, and I want to hear from people if you're having a rapid AirTag battery death. I put, I put new a new battery in it. It seems fine. I'm gonna keep an eye on it. If this next one drains fast, maybe this AirTag is a little bit. Uh, how do you check the? Uh, oh yeah, there's an icon. Go to yeah. items and like click each one of them, and you get a little battery. It doesn't give you a number; it just gives you an icon. So I just sort of mine are all full. They're all they're all full. Have you left that air tags even like in the cold, for example? Or like, I don't think know, so. I would have figured the one in my truck would have been if any of them were going to die because of environmental factors. That one, right? Because the truck just gets parked in the sun all the time, but. I don't know. People in the Discord are like, yeah, all of mine are totally fine. So maybe I just yeah, had a weird... like you got a dub battery or a dud air tag. Like maybe. One of, the, one of the two. Maybe right? you have a curse. Wow. Could that be, escalated could be an quickly. explanation. 
could be that an actually could be a really really good explanation. Maybe you are cursed. <laughs> Did you consider that? Um, I feel like you should have considered that. Like yeah. it's kind of honestly, it's kind of disrespectful that you came to this episode with this maybe, problem without actually considering if you had a curse. Maybe first. you have like a maybe you have like a lithium curse on you <laughs> maybe you like just suck the lithium out of the battery did you consider that like it's the one that's yeah. closest to you most of the time like it's in your pocket yeah you're like yeah. a metroid but for lithium batteries mm -hmm. you suck the energy out of them just you know take it and, and like, now you're more lithium than man <laughs> <laughs> what is oh hang on a <laughs> what is your battery health on your phone well my phone's brand new no, I want to no, see, go I check, see go what your check. battery health is. Go take a look Let's at your battery health. I want to see if maybe you've sucked the lithium out of your phone too. Let's see, settings, battery, battery health. Mm. Yeah, it's 100%. Yeah, yeah. Just this phone now. is like two weeks old. It's it better be 110%. So you've got 10% less because you took the lithium right out of it. Maybe. Maybe you're taking the lithium out of the air tag and putting it into the phone. So I put a new you. battery in it, and if this if it dies again quickly, I'll chalk it up to like a bum air tag, I guess. And then mm -hmm. maybe I do mm -hmm. like try to get an applicator replace an air tag. <laughs> like, what would that be like? Apple totally got me, by the way. I haven't spoken about this, but they've got me so bad with the air tags. You you just have like dozens of them. I've bought twelve of them now. That's a lot of air yeah. tags. What are yeah. you tagging? Bags. So I take so okay. I, if I buy them, I buy packs of four, right? Because you're going to find something to do with them eventually. Mm -hmm. I have four and Adina has four. And now I have bought another four to put on to my suitcase, like one on each of our main suitcase suitcases, because we've not used those, but we're hopefully going to use those in like a month. Right. Because I don't want to be changing them over because they're named. Right. So like, I don't want one, which is like, Oh, I've got this tag on my backpack. Right. And then take that tag and put it on my suitcase I gotta rename it every time because I'm gonna get confused, right? So I now just have like, well, I was gonna say a million. I don't have a million. I have exactly twelve air tags. It's a good product. Yeah, it really is. That's a very good product. Like I like when I, you know, like I've got my bag. Like I put it, you know, I put it somewhere. I leave, and it's like, hey, you forgot your bag. I will say that that feature, the left behind feature, very unreliable for AirPods. Hmm. Like, I have my AirPods in my pocket, and I think I just saw Emma talking about this in the Discord. And it's like, hey, you forgot your AirPods. It's like, and I'm like, ah. And like, no, I haven't. I don't know why it keeps telling me this. It keeps telling me I forgot my AirPods, bro. But the, the thing, I like it, right? It's like, hey, you left your bag here. Like, it's just, I like, the, I like that that feature works. It works very reliably. So at the time when I do actually forget my bag, it's not that it's purposely been left somewhere. Uh, I'll really appreciate it. Anchor has some... Fancy new things. I've come back to the show with a whole list of uh, MagSafe products. It is weird that I'm the one who keeps bringing all these MagSafe products to the show, but yet I own none of them. Yeah, because you're afraid of wireless charging. Maybe because subconsciously you are craving the MagSafe lifestyle, but now you put okay. now you put up this persona that you're like you hate magnets. Well, let me let me let me, let me tell you something. Uh, so I got my new phone, right? And I got a pop socket for it, as I want to do. And the pop socket wasn't sticking for like a day. It just kept falling off. And I was like, ah, oh, it's come for me. Because people write into me and they're like, how do you get the pop socket to work? It's like, oh, just stick it to the phone. Like, no, it's impossible. And pop sockets say, do not stick them to the phones because it won't work. So I was like, oh, my luck has run out. 
So I ordered one of the MagSafe ones. Mm-hmm. But then my pop socket f- fixed itself, and it actually now sticks. So I do have a MagSafe pop socket now. So I could, if I ever wanted to, actually tr- move over to that thing and make it, you know, my lifestyle. But nevertheless, I'm not here to talk about that today. I'm here to talk about MagGo. It's not as good as MagTricky. Uh, MagGo, which is Anchor's new line of products. They have a whole selection of them. I want to talk to you about three of these today. Okay. They have the battery stand, which is a battery pack. Now, of course, all of these things, it's worth saying, it's not actually official MagSafe. It charges at the slow speeds, right? All of these things charge at the 7.5 watt slow speed, right? Um, it, this is a battery pack, you know, like like the MagSafe battery pack that has a fold-out stand on the back of it. So you can have it on your phone and you can prop your phone up. So what they've done is they've taken MagSafe and then they took Federico's idea of kickstands and just merged them together. Exactly. So they have that. That's, that's product one. Then they have this other product, which is like a phone mount and battery pack. So... It's one of the battery packs that you slide into this little mount so you can, like, I don't know, dock your phone, right? So you put it up and your phone, you know, like a little stand you put on your desk or whatever. But you can also, anytime you want, take that thing out of there and your bat- and your phone's all ready to go. And it also has a Qi charger in the base for your AirPods Pro. So now it's like, it's a phone docking station. It's a battery pack, you know? Are you getting it? It's all of those things <laughs> in one. And but the big one, the one that everyone's talking about, the one that people in the MagSafe forums are just lo- they're just going wild for this week. Why is everybody talking about this? Because people like it, and this does look like a genuinely very cool product. It's called the charging station. It is a ball, looks like a Nexus Q. It's a little ball. <gasps> Good pull. And it's yep, uh, anytime. It's got a MagSafe charger on one side. On the other side, two USB C chargers. Two USB A chargers and three AC outlets. So it sits on your desk, can power everything you own, only one little ball for a hundred bucks. I like it. Nice. I really want that product, but at the moment, I think they only have it available in America, so it's not as helpful for me. Well, order a Mac tricky how to stuff it in a tiny box for you. Yeah, but then I can't plug anything into it, can I? (laughs) That's fine. When I bought my new desk, I got. Uh, Foley's clamp mounted surge protector. I'll put a I'll put a link in the show notes now. Mm-hmm. And it's really great to have outlets and this has USB A and C and C is power delivery. Just like at your desk surface so you don't have to like fish around on the floor. It's uh it's really nice. I like having power just available, you know? Mm-hmm. This one looks even nicer. Yeah, yeah, no. The had this thing been out, I would have done this instead of the Foley thing. I think, but you know, well, you could still do this. I could, I could do. Now, I could do you both. could have all the power. I could do both. I like that it's a ball. I don't think this has a lithium battery in it, so you'd probably be okay. Yeah, that's good. Fine. I also have some. Uh, pr- I have some pretty important news. We're going to get distinguished for a second. Oh, okay. This is like distinguished stuff for like only the most distinguished of Apple fan. Okay. I have here an Apple polishing cloth. <sighs> okay. In the wow. box, unopened. Whoa, oh, op- oh, I guess one question that I now realize, do I just not open this and it become a collector's item or do I open it? Now, I do have a bit of a, uh, I don't remember if I said this on the show. I have a confession to make about the Apple polishing cloth. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just bought, I, I bought it. I just bought it. I saw it in the store. Like, you know, I bought my MacBook Pro. I was rushing to order my MacBook Pro last week and they were like, hey, 
do you want this polishing cloth? And I immediately thought, yes, I do. <laughs> this was before it became like a funny thing to own it. Just my brain was like, yes, I want this. I think it's adorable that all y'all are excited about this. As someone who has had one mm. for months and months and months. Did you get a review unit? Um, well, you know, <laughs> I can't really talk about where it came from. No, it comes with the right. Pro Display XDR. It's- Is it the same one with the Apple logo on it? Uh-huh. Yeah, let me get it. Well, how am I going to know it's the same one? Just I got to get it out of its case. Hang on. You have it in a special like Perspex box or wow. something? Yeah. Yeah. So it's great. It has the Apple logo sort of uh, debossed into one corner of it, a little Apple logo. So I now have one of these. Okay. Do I open it on the show or do I keep it in the box forever? You should open You should open it. You need to think about your retirement and you know, any future possible children you know, that could benefit from the investment of leaving it in the box. I'm touching mine. I'm using mine right now. Yeah, me too. Clean the display in front of me. Mm. And here. It does feel like maybe not like a really good idea to invest like in a Mac collection or like an Apple Focus collection. Really? I don't know. That feels like irresponsible. So I should probably open it. You know, it's weird. My financial advisor says something similar, but what does he know? <laughs> None of these people know what they're talking about. Yeah. All right. Shall I, are you ready? I'm going to open this little pull tab to see if we can get some ASMR action. Okay. I don't think that was very satisfying. Mm-mm-mm. So it comes in a little paper pouch. Oh, look at this. And now I take yeah. it out. Oh, it's, it's all folded. Oh, there's another piece of card in the middle that says, safe for use on all Apple displays and surfaces for infrequent cleaning of hard-to-remove smudges on nanotexture glass, a mm. 70% isopropyl alcohol IPA, which is also a beer, so maybe they're saying could also use beer on it, solution may be used. Right, because you could have the Nano Texture XDR or Intel iMac. Yeah, so here we go. I have a cloth. Okay. I'll clean my microphone with it. Hold on. There you go. That wasn't an Apple uh, uh, product, so it probably just voided the warranty of the cloth. Try it on your yellow iMac you're sitting in front of. Oh, it's it's really grippy. I nearly pulled the iMac off the stand. It's gri- This is grippier than your average microfiber cloth. So, All right, I have this now. Congratulations to me, I suppose. Congratulations. Welcome to the club. Big cloth boys over here. <laughs> I do love that it's become a meme. I love it so much. Yeah, it's the best thing to happen in a while, and it's just incredible. Like, how all the memes on Twitter and the jokes are... It's the perfect product to have some fun, you know, poke some fun, some lighthearted fun at Apple right now because they made a cloth. I just, I love it. It's... It's like very reminiscent of the book, right? Yeah, I don't know who would have bought that. The picture book. But even more because it's such a like um like a f- it's it's like a functional thing. Like it's a piece of cloth. Nobody mm-hmm. usually has opinions about a, a polishing cloth. And here we are talking about it and it's so lovingly ridiculous. I I love it. The fact that we're even discussing a polishing cloth is just perfect. It's peak 2021, really. I'm having good fun now polishing everything I own. It's all getting polished now. Wow. Its delivery date is pushed to January 11th through the 25th. (laughs) (laughs) That is amazing. That might be a bit much, huh? I'm cleaning everything now, though. It's all getting cleaned over here. Yeah, looking at pictures, this is exactly what I have. This episode of Connected is made possible by Clean My Mac X. You want to be able to rely on your computer. It should be in good enough shape to get you to your goals. It should be fast and organized and make working on it a dream. 
But that's not always the case. If you're a Mac user, you should use Clean My Mac X from MacPaw. They're diligent Mac developers and Mac collectors who many in our community trust. And Clean My Mac X is an ideal decluttering app for Mac OS. It is a whole bunch of stuff, and it has 49 tools to find and delete visible computer junk. It helps tune up your Mac so it runs at maximum speed. You can use it to organize disk space, showing you large hidden folders. You know, that random project folder you forgot about that's taking up 12 gigs? It'll help you find it. Plus, you can, uh, you can free up all that free space and never get those dreaded low disk space warnings again. And it fights Mac-specific malware and adware and protects your computer. Clean My Mac X is notarized, so it's been checked for security by Apple, and it really stands out on design. It is a joy to use. I love the animation and the colors in it. It is really great, and you'll always be discovering new ways to optimize your Mac. It even will remind you, if you want it to, to run it periodically. So get Clean My Mac X today with 5% off at macpaw.app connected. This discount is valid for just two weeks, so go to macpaw.app slash connected for 5% off. Our thanks to Clean My Mac X for their support of the show and Relay FM. I like that we just spoke about two things back to back that can clean my Mac. Oh, it's true. Wow. Okay. I'm going to leave the show now. Oh. Forever. Because of that? Yeah. Uh, let's start with AirPods three so these are the the new airpods the airpods 2 are still for sale so the three kind of takes the middle spot in the lineup they of course look like airpods pro with the shorter stems and the gestures you know the little squeezy thing it's not really a gesture what would you call that little squeeze mechanism i don't know what to call that uh i don't know what to think about these federico what do you think i like them personally I think they are a, a better fit for me compared to the AirPods 2. I believe because they're slightly bigger, uh, like the, the, the shape of the, the, the AirPod itself that goes in ear is bigger than the, than the AirPods 2. And for me, that creates a slightly, slightly better seal, uh, which results in, again, slightly better sound quality. Now, it doesn't provide any sort of isolation from outside um, noise and, you know, like you can hear uh, sort of everything around you. Mm -hmm. um, but I like the smaller case than the AirPods Pro. I like that it's MagSafe, so it kind of, it attaches to the MagSafe uh, portion of the stand that I have. And there's like this AirPod case sort of floating on it, which is kind of funny. Uh, and I like the squeeze gestures myself. Like they're consistent with the AirPods Pro. They don't have the same like um, base, for example, because like uh, those are in ear uh, earbuds, and uh, you know they create a much better seal, especially if you're using memory foam tips. So you don't have the same base as the AirPods Pro, but it's a good approximation of that, and uh, the shape works for me. I like them. However, I will bring to the show the an opinion, which is Sylvia's opinion. Like her first reaction was, "Oh, these are bigger than the AirPods 2. I don't like them. Um, they hurt my ears compared to the AirPods 2." 
And I have to wonder if, you know, this is a factor that Apple considered in leaving the AirPods 2 also for sale with a price cut. Because these are, like, when you do a side-by-side comparison, you see it immediately. These are bigger than the AirPods 2, and you have to believe that they're not going to fit some people's ears just as well as the older AirPods did. I think I'm Team Sylvia Hmm. on this. Regular Mm. AirPods fit me pretty well. You know, some people have trouble with them falling out. I don't. And these, they're they're a little bit bigger, but they're they're rounder, I think. I feel like front to back is where the size difference is. And they fit in my ears, but I noticed yesterday, I wore them during a workout, and I noticed in my ear, like, I was just very aware of it the whole time. I'm going to give them a few more days, but at this point, if I decide to send them back, I think I would... Uh, I think I decided to send them back, which makes me really glad they kept the AirPods 2 around <laughs> so I could still have AirPods that fit. But um, yeah, I mean, this is the problem, you know, with something that's not customizable, right? These are either going to fit and feel exactly. comfortable or they're not. Exactly. Yeah. I think I'm going to keep them myself for for now as like Nintendo Switch headphones. Now that uh, the Nintendo Switch can be paired with Bluetooth headphones, Um I think I'm going to use them for that. I don't want to wear like full-size headphones when I'm playing video games at night. And I don't want to unpair and manually repair my AirPods Pro back and forth between the iPhone, iPad, and the Nintendo Switch, which is a separate device. Mm-hmm. So I think I'm going to keep the regular AirPods f- as Nintendo Switch headphones. Right now, I am trying them as regular AirPods paired with my iPhone. I think I like, and but I don't want to have like a, like this is not like my final opinion, if you will, because it's just like being like, what, 24 hours with them. I like that I don't have to worry about the in-ear tip anymore, but I feel like going forward, like this is just a novelty effect. Going forward, I know myself and I know that I will miss the custom memory foam tips that I have for my AirPods Pro and the seal they create and the fact that I can, you know, even the like the small things like I can uh, vacuum clean and 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 I don't hear the noise of of the vacuum because of noise cancellation. You know, that kind of stuff. That will not be possible with the AirPods 3. So realistically, now I'm using them because I'm testing them as real AirPods. Realistically, these are going to be my Nintendo Switch headphones. I've had the the question before, so I thought I would address it here too, about why I don't like the AirPods Pro. And it really is the, the rubbery fit. Um, I just don't like that feeling of being completely sealed off like that. And, and I use in-ear monitors for recording. I'm wearing them right now. If you watch the podcast-a-thon, I have them in for that. But those are like custom molded, and I, I have the hard resin ones, so I don't even have rubber tips on these. And so they're made like perfectly for my ear. And if I take one out and look at the, diam- the diameter that sits in my ear, it actually, the contour of that looks very similar to the AirPods 2 and much smaller than the AirPods 3. So... Uh, we'll see how this goes. I'm glad they're options. I think this is like a really nice upgrade from the AirPods 2. Yes, you don't get the active noise cancellation you get in the Pros, but you do get something that is nicer, that seems to sound better, better battery life. Uh, so, so yeah, I, I think if they work for you, that's fantastic. I just don't know if they work for me. And I guess 
Sylvie and I have a similar ear situation going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe we get on FaceTime and like compare ears sometime. Yeah, that's not weird at all. <laughs> you could do that. <laughs> hello, I've returned to the show. Hello. Uh, I Hello. Hi. I wouldn't be able to live... I mean, I'm not considering these, but like similarly to Federico, like the reason I didn't even think about them is that I really like transparency and noise cancellation, so I would not be able to give that up, even though I know I yeah. would find these more comfortable because I'm not a super big fan of the in-ear thing. Like I mentioned before, the left mm-hmm. one just tends to fall out for me, but <laughs> I will accept that because I like the feature so much. But what I want to ask you, Stephen, is are you just going to give up on AirPods? Because the style that you wear is going to go away and they have moved to a style that is not for you. Are you going to start looking at other products? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, that's definitely a concern. The AirPods 2 are still, they they remain a product in the lineup. Uh, They did get a new charging case that's compatible with MagSafe. So like maybe they're just going to stick around as the cheap ones for a long time. But I do have that worry in the back of my mind now that, oh boy, the ones that really work for me may slowly go away. I don't know. I hope not. Maybe maybe it's not worth thinking about for now, right? For that reason. Like, yeah. You know, I could imagine if someone would have said this to you when you had the Apple Watch Series 3, right? You'd be laughing 25 years later when they're still selling it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, maybe, <laughs> maybe it'd be a similar thing with AirPods. And I actually do think they will probably keep around and support that version of AirPods for a long time because they will like to keep just making that cheaper and cheaper and cheaper. Yeah, I mean, I think Apple wants AirPods to be well into the no-thought territory. You know, sort of, what's the word I'm looking for? The impulse buy. Impulse buy. And they're closer, but the lower they can get them, I think the better. And I think Apple just wants AirPods everywhere. So I'm hopeful that I can just stay on the cheap ones forever. Did you buy new ones? Because your battery was dying, right? Because uh, you sucked the lithium out of them? I did. Uh, also, my right one went <laughs> through the washer and dryer. Before the event, th- uh, I ordered a set of AirPods 2 just in case Yeah, the 3s didn't work out and the 2s were gone. So I actually have a brand new set of AirPods 2 here as well. And I kind of decided, like, I got to pick one and send the other one back. And I think I want to stay with the 2s probably. Did you notice that Federico? Like that it's another product where the batteries just gone. Mm, look, honestly, no, 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 no. I think it it's a died. Thing. Yeah, yeah, it because died. it went through the washer and dryer. No, you were having you were having battery issues too. That's what I remember. I mean, I was a little bit, and I was like, See? oh, maybe there'll be new ones at work. But then, uh, then the right one definitely got murdered because it got washed and dried. Was that the most exciting product you received this week? Not even close. <laughs> Coming in. MacBook Pro time. MacBook Pro time. I also got a lot of magnets in the mail. Mine is still in China, I think. Oh, no. Um, oh, no. It was, it was shipment picked up in Shanghai uh, two days ago, and there's been no updates on it since. Okay. But my delivery window was up until Tuesday of next week anyway, so we'll see. I did see that your calendar is in the UK now, by the way. Yeah, stop tracking my stuff, will you? Uh, well, you're like, I just, I'm just, <laughs> I want to see how long it takes. Mm-hmm. I did get a MacBook Pro. As spoken about last time, on my desk is a 14-inch with the M1 Pro, space gray. Uh, I got it set up last night. I used Thunderbolt to do Migration Assistant. Man, Thunderbolt is so fast when you have things that actually support You're, it. Are you a big migration person, typically? Oh, yeah, man. You, yeah, you just move one to the other. Oh, yeah. There's stuff in like my home folder on, my, on this Mac Pro that probably dates from like 2008. I mean, <laughs> it goes way back. Mm. 
it's it's fun too because all my USB C stuff is just USB C. Like I never actually get to use Thunderbolt for anything. I don't have anything, you know, that's that fast. Yeah. yeah. And so it migrated super quickly, uh, which was which was really fun. So I've got it set up. I used it all morning. This morning I went out to a coffee shop and worked for a couple hours and just on the laptop. Whoa, what year is it? I know. It was weird. <laughs> that must have felt good. It did. Yeah. I'm boosterized now, so you know I can just that's true. Go do what I want. That's true. Masks are required unless you're actively eating or drinking. Because there's also that, and it's still spaced out. They have like every other table taken out of the shop. Don't get don't get confused and accidentally smash a muffin into your mask. <laughs> <laughs> Pour coffee down my face. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, yeah, so I have some thoughts. Uh, I don't know what order y'all want to go in, or if you want to ask questions of how we want to do this. But um, why don't we start with size and design? Let's start with size and design. <laughs> it's written. I don't know why you ask what order. You've written an order in our document. Why not just go in that order? Well, I don't know. Maybe you wanted to like. Maybe you thought the display was more important than size and design. Can I, I have your conclusion first, please? <laughs> it's a fantastic <laughs> laptop. The Excellent. best Apple's made in a long time. I'm too I'm too jealous of you right what now. What did Grace say? I was listening to listening to Cortex this morning. It was like it's it's from like the Angels of Heaven or something. Yeah, it's a computer given down from the Angels of Heaven. He doesn't even have one yet because we recorded it a few days ago. But that's how excited he is. So you do notice the thickness right away. But here's the thing: the 14 inch is the same thickness as the old 13 inch. It replaces. It's just a boxier design. So if you look at the outgoing MacBook Pro model, I guess it's not outgoing because you can still buy the 13-inch. Uh, the display is tapered, so that it pulls the same trick as the old Intel iMacs do, where it's like thick in the back and then thinner at the edges. A little junk in the iMac trunk. And with this MacBook Pro, like it's just boxy and flat. Clearly, they have to like fit a display in here. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, with all the fancy mini LED and everything that it has, but it makes it appear thicker than it actually is. But it's actually the same thickness going from the 13 to the 14. Now, the new 16 inch is slightly thicker than the Intel 16, 0.66 inches, 0.64. I don't have any 16 inch machines here, so I can't speak to that, but it does feel and look thicker than it, than it actually is. But I think that's all down to the boxiness. The feet, you know, like in Apple's product imagery, it's like, oh my gosh, this thing is on stilts. In practice, it the feet, like it looks just like the other MacBook Pros in terms of height mm -hmm. off the desk. Like it doesn't feel like they're up on casters or, you know, big stands or anything. Who would put a computer on casters? Am I right? Who would put a computer on wheels? That seems silly. Uh, you know, mine's not on wheels anymore. Kind of makes me sad. I had to put feet back on it. Well, you could you should put it up, right? You put it. Yeah, because it's on like on a side thing. table. Yeah. yeah, you should have built chocks for it. <laughs> I'm gonna make me really nervous. <laughs> <laughs> Just hope for no earthquake. You know? Yeah, uh, I will say this: if you uh, get one of these 14 inches, and it, it may be true for the 16 as well, and the bag you use is like pretty form fitting, that may be uh, a de uh, a deal like something you have to deal with. So I use the Tom Bensinic 22, the little one, and it's made for a 13-inch laptop. This machine fits in there, but I have to like scrape the edge of the computer right past the zipper, so it's very tight. Mm, um, so I think I'm probably going to move. I have the bigger Cynic as well. I'm probably going to go back to that. So oh, I thought you were going to do your favorite thing in the world. And buy a bag? 
Bag shopping, yeah. I do love bag shopping. You love bag shopping. Uh, but I have a bigger cynic uh, that I, I probably will end up using. Um, so just keep that in mind. Like if you have like a sleeve or something, that that may be um, maybe something you have to think about. Um, like I said, the feet aren't a big deal at all. You don't notice them when you're working on the machine. A couple things about like the top half of the computer. Like I said, the, the lid is perfectly even in terms of depth. Uh, it gives it this boxy look that I just, I love the way this thing looks. Um, the Apple logo is bigger than the previous 13 inch by like what? a noticeable amount. Like I opened, Why? I was like, Oh, Why? I'm made by Apple. Why? Do, 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 do. Was like, Why okay. would they do that? I don't that's know. Such a, that's such a strange thing to do. I don't know. I usually end up with a, like a single sticker on the back of my laptops in the center to cover the Apple logo. I'm sure I'll do the same this time. And MacBook Pro is not on the lower bezel, which I like. I like that it's gone again. It's come and gone over the years. But it's etched into the mm-hmm. aluminum on the mm-hmm. bottom. Mm-hmm. And I thought it looked cool in the keynote, but I was a little afraid that it would look cheesy in person. But it looks so cool. And like no one will ever see it unless you're carrying the laptop around, but it it's looks gonna, cool. That's going to like pick up some nice lint and gunk over time. Probably. Up in the bottom there. It's nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other the other things in terms of size and design, I guess, uh, the keyboard being set in the black keyboard well, which is um, double anodized, so it should not you know wear off over time. Uh, it looks super cool. Now I got the space gray. I kind of wish I had done the silver because I think the mm-hmm. contrast would look better with the silver. But even on the space gray, like the black keyboard well and the black keys look really sharp. I mean, this, this machine, like it's instantly recognizable as a MacBook pro, but also like everything is different from previous ones. And it's kind mm-hmm. of a, a, a neat effect. And, um, I think the coolest looking thing about the keyboard is touch ID previously on the MacBook pro was like a black glass little square, like r- round wrecked you would press. And on these, it's like it is on the keyboards, like the one, Mike, you've taped to the underside of your desk, where it's mm-hmm. a key and has a Touch ID ring in it. That's the first time it's been on the MacBook Pro, and it's in black with a black ring, and it just looks super cool and stealthy. And Yeah, see, that's cool, because the, the iMac ones, I think, have a silver ring, so they, they didn't, didn't color match a ring. We're talking about color matching, though, actually. Why is the MagSafe silver? I know, it should have been space gray. Like, they just made a computer and, like, color match to five colors, right? Or six colors or whatever on the IMAX. Yeah. Every single cable is, like, anodized and color matched. They only had to do two, you know? Come on. Come More on. color inconsistencies from Apple yep. lately. Yep. I bet they give it a different name, too. I bet it's, like, mag uh, green. Mm. Hmm. It's actually green. Like, if you look at it under a specific render, it will look really green. But when you get it in front of you, it just looks silver. Like, all, sure. <laughs> all of Apple's colors. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pro products. I, I do kind of wish it was color match. That would have been a nice touch. Again, maybe this predates the new color stuff. Like, I think what, what we'll really see is if the MacBook Air gets the iMac colors, which is, I think, rumored now, those should definitely be color matched. And hopefully they could do that here as well. Maybe mm-hmm. they'll end up with a space gray one for sale down the road. You know, sometimes Apple does that. They'll mix up the finishes on their accessories. And so maybe in the future you could get a space gray MagSafe cable. Like that'd be sick. Uh, man, y'all having MagSafe, like I got this thing out of the box, you know, got my Thunderbolt cable out, uh, had it on my table in my studio and 
I just clicked in the MagSafe and it was the most memory intensive thing I've had with a computer in a long <laughs> yeah, time. Yeah, the sense memory. Yeah. <laughs> it was if great. If this was a TV show, the camera would have zoomed into your eye, you know? Oh, yeah. It would yeah. have gone into like something in the past. And you see a little you tear like in the corner. <laughs> oh, magnets. It's not, it's not a tricky magnet. Um, uh-huh. And it's, it is, I mean, obviously like it's thinner. MagSafe 3 is a different layout than MagSafe 1 and 2 on the Max were. But it feels and sounds just the way you remember it. It's it's so good. I'm so glad it's back. Um, I actually have bought a second MagSafe cable because I want to keep one at my desk and one in my bag. Uh, it is also cool, though, that you can still charge via USB-C. So where I'm shipping everything uh, on the table that's set up, I have a, a little dongle for multiple USB because I have the printer and the scale and everything. And then I have a USB-C power cable. And so I could just... Took, I just took this laptop and sat it down where the old one had been sitting uh, for shipping last night, and it was great. It was like, oh, yeah, this like they didn't sacrifice that, but the MagSafe is really cool. If, if you have used a machine with that before in the past, this is going to feel very familiar to you and very good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We're talking about the display. What's next? Yeah, you just did you just immediately disable the coolest feature? Or, or? No, I tried the 120 hertz for a while. I actually didn't notice it as immediately as I do on iOS. And I was talking to to Jason and underscore earlier today for an episode of fusion that'll come out this evening or tomorrow or sometime soon. That's and a relay FM member show, by the way, if you go to is. get connected pro.co, not only do you get longer every episodes of connected every week, you also get access to some other member content like fusion, which is a monthly podcast featuring a rotating panel of relay FM uh, hosts talking about a specific topic jason and david kind of put their finger on it for me like not all apps support it and oh that's why yeah it was fine for you because it was wasn't like, working. oh yeah because i'm like in todoist and chrome <laughs> and uh, but then i went over to photos i was like oh my gosh everything is moving so quickly so yes i lasted a couple of hours and i was like okay yeah i can't i can't do this but that's okay it is really nice what i was hoping for and what is not present, as far as I can tell, is the, the thing that's on iOS where you cap the promotion at 60, but it can still go down to slower refresh rates. With the MacBook Pro, you oh. just lock it. You can't say, like in accessibility, there's not an option to say cap it at 60. I wish there was, because I feel like I that could... that could affect your battery life. Yes, that's what I'm, that's what I'm a little worried about. And yeah. I feel like on my phone and iPad... Uh, my battery life situation isn't really affected by it because it can go down, but I you know, don't allow it to go higher than 60. M- maybe it's an implementation issue, but I would really like to see that as an accessibility option so I don't feel penalized in the battery department. Whether it makes a big difference or not in practice, like it's way too soon to know, right? These machines have been out for two days. But I just like had the thought in the back of my mind. It's like, oh, this 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 label might as well say, kill your battery. Bit of a bummer there, to be honest. Mm-hmm. The 14-inch size is just perfect. It, it It is definitely bigger than the 13 in terms of real estate. Uh, physically, it's not much bigger. But the 14-inch is just, it's a great size for a notebook. You know, it's a secondary machine for me. If I was working on it and just on it, I may want the 16. But I really like this like Goldilocks in between size, and I'm so glad. I mean, this has been rumored for years, and I'm so glad that it that it ended up shipping as 
a 14.2 inch panel because the difference bigger. between that and the 13 is noticeable. Mm. It feels bigger, right? Like you, you notice it. Yeah. And because I migrated, like it's, it remembers things like how mm-hmm. tall your Todoist window was. And I have that always on the left side. And mm-hmm. it's like, oh, there's a bunch of space here at the bottom. I can just make this a nice. little taller if I want to. And so it, it definitely gives you some more breathing room. And the the mini LED really does look, I mean, it looks spectacular. Like if you go into a video, play a video, and you got the black bars at the top and bottom, they are just dark, dark, dark black. And the blooming that you get sometimes on the iPad Pro, which I haven't seen because I don't have a 12.9-inch iPad Pro, but I've seen images of it, you know, people talking about it. And I really can't, I really don't seem to notice any blooming on this. Um, mm-hmm. You know, where you have like a bright, like if you start it up and you have like the silver or white Apple logo on a black screen, even on my Pro Display XDR, there's a glow around that Apple logo a little bit because they don't have as many dimming zones on the Pro Display XDR as this thing. But they seem to have addressed that somehow. And it just, the screen looks, I mean, it just looks really, really nice. I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. What do you use your laptop for? Like what, where, what are you going to use this Good for? Good question. <laughs> because you have a big old million dollar computer, right? Like that you do, you, like what are you using the laptop for? So, I mean, obviously anytime I'm working, not at my desk. And so there's a lot of times throughout the year when it's nice outside that I want to work in the yard or, you know, if I'm working inside or like at a coffee shop or something where I want to work on a Mac, I don't really work on an iPad at all anymore. And not that I ever did really, but it's definitely just fallen off. And so anytime that I'm working away from this desk, uh, I'm on a laptop. And when we used to travel, uh, it was a production machine, you know, recording, editing, streaming, Mm-hmm. And uh, this machine will fulfill that again. I'm hopeful that next year we'll we'll be out on the road some. But, you know, for me, it's just, it is a secondary machine. Like today, uh, you know, I've been, I uh, was out this morning and then I recorded Fusion and now I'm doing Connect and I got to edit both of those this afternoon. Like it will just be asleep, you know, on the side table somewhere uh, because I'm going to use the Mac Pro. But anytime I'm away from it, now even if I'm just in the house and I, I have something to do, uh, that's you know more than just looking at Slack or Discord. Um, um, I reach for a laptop. Does your laptop mostly live in the house, and or does it mostly live in the studio? And you go get it. Like mm, I keep it in the studio, but it it will often go into the house if I feel like I've got mm-hmm. something that evening that I need to need to do. Uh, of course, right. right now is a little bit different too because I am doing the fulfillment stuff, and so I'm using it more out here because I'm not. I don't have that stuff hooked up to my desktop. But we'll see. In the before times, before all the shipping stuff took place, I I would usually keep it in my backpack, actually, so I could just easily take it in or out. It's very good. The other thing about the display that I I've just realized looking at it, you do do you remember when they first laminated the iPad display and it felt like, oh my gosh, these pixels I'm like are on the glass. There's a little bit of that going on with this laptop. I, I it's not that exact change but there's something maybe it's the smaller bezels it really seems like these pixels are like really close to you in a way that is very nice um the 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 image seems very on top of the glass if you will Mm, 
Okay, fair enough. Makes sense. Um, the notch is totally fine. Okay. There's definitely some weirdness with it. Um, our friend Quinn Nelson is all over the news right now because he made this video <laughs> that went viral about complaining about the notch. I texted him this morning like, how are your mentions? <laughs> I couldn't tell if he was being serious or not. It's hard to tell with videos. Quinn. You know, I th- I think it's part. It's like the mystique, right? That's like the Quinn Nelson mystique. I I couldn't tell. Like I think I think at first it wasn't serious, he does have and a then it became serious. Yeah, <laughs> I couldn't. I could not tell if he was being for real or not. But maybe that's that's part of it. Look, the guy's just like walking, talking, clickbait. I guess. That's true. I guess. I guess it's like he has really sucked in what it is to be a YouTuber. Uh, I should say, there's already an episode linked in the show notes because you mentioned the Nexus Q, but our podcast is back. Flashback, back for season three. Started last week. We're talking about the IBM PC. Relay.fm slash flashback. That's a really hard thing to say. Relay.fm slash slash flash flashback. Slash flash. Slash flash. Slash flash. Relay.fm flashback. Flashback. Splashback. Splash splash back. Splash 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 flash. Splash flash. Really FM splash flash mesh. I'm back. Splash splash flash slash. Splash flash cast. This is a show about swimming. So what was I even talking about? I don't know, man. Something about the notch. Oh the notch. Oh the notch, yeah. Are you using those utilities that a lot of developers have made like hide the notch or I always find them kind of silly. Yeah. They are, I give you this, they are a really clever way to make a bunch of money now that. Oh yeah. Know, the top notch people are just like raking it in. Yeah. So TJ sent this one in to me. To or is us, it's free. Notch. Oh, it's free. Top notch is free. <laughs> top notch is free, but it is promotion. It's clever. It's free, so people will go download it because it's promoting their other app, See? which is one of my very, very favorite Mac apps, which is CleanShot, which is clever. if you ever take a screenshot on your Mac, this is the app you should use because it is absolutely superb. Do you use CleanShot? Do either of you use CleanShot? No, but I'm checking it out right now. Oh my god, CleanShot is John so does. good. It's so good. Wait, it, it's a subscription for a screenshot app. It's worth it. Okay. I don't think it's a subscription. It is. They have a they have a one of those like Steven is one of those people. Subscriptions. No, I don't mind subscriptions. I was just surprised. <laughs> stop. You have to stop. You have to stop. You can buy it. And then they also have like a uh, upload to the cloud service, okay. and that's the subscription, uh, okay, okay. right? So they have two products. Okay, I'm sorry, Cleanshot X. I did not mean to sully your good name. Mm-hmm. I would just say they're not sponsoring this episode. Not Cleanshot, but whom about? Well, they are, but that's not what it is. This is part of setup. It's in setup. Okay. If you're a setup customer, you can there get Cleanshot in that as well. So what Top Notch does is it overlays black pixels. Over your top of your wallpaper, uh huh, which is cool. Uh, top notch. I don't care. Top like, notch splash flash. Not top back. top splash notch flash cast box. The notch is fine. Like it's it is a. It, I mean you you see it like, but I think it will fade over time. I will say there is some bugginess around, it, and that's what Quinn was pointing out in his serious or not serious video. Where for me at least, what happens is the menu bar apps. If you're not running something like Bartender, which I'm going to talk about in a second, they go under the notch. They don't wrap to the other side. 
So then you have like backblaze under the notch somewhere and you don't know that it's running and you can't see it because it's hiding out behind there. But you can click it. I think so. So in Quinn's thing, he puts the battery behind the notch and clicks it and the battery thing pops yeah. down. Yeah. So like I saw Dieter Bones say, and I think this might be the case, the people building menu, bar, like the menu items, what are they called? Like when it's like file, edit, what is that? Is that menu? Menu bar items. What is that? Just menus. But then what's the ones with the little icons, like Taxi Spanner and blah, like blah, blah. menu bar apps? All right. So, oh, geez. All right. So the menu bar items, they knew about the notch and can move around it. But people doing the menu bar apps things maybe didn't. I don't know. Yeah. Or like maybe they're just not allowed to go to the other side. So it's just like we'll just sneak on I don't, know. I don't know. And of course, this is going to be worse than the 14 and the 16 because yes. the screen is just smaller. The notch is the same size. Uh you know, this is definitely the reverse Sherlocking a bartender. And the thing that I have switched on that I used to not use, I used a long time ago, and then I didn't, now I am again, is the the option in bartender to show things in a separate menu bar. Oh, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you get like a little secondary menu bar lower down. On. Yeah, I'm going to have to turn that on. Because mine just, like, it just spreads across the menu bar, right? Yep. But like I'm looking at my iMac right now, and I've got so many things, it's gone past the camera. So that's too far if it's wow, yeah. if it's the same on my on my MacBook Pro. So so you you okay. want to sh- click the uh, use bartender bar to show hidden items, and then it drops down below yeah. the notch, and it's totally fine. Um, yeah. The developer of bartender has released a beta that has some better support for the notch, but you know it's a work in progress. He found out about this the same time the rest of us did, but. Um, Using the bartender bar has been enough to clear it for me. So, so yeah, in practice, you know, this will just take a little time, I think, for developers to, to wrangle it, and then hmm. and we'll be all set. Um, I do love that the cursor goes behind it and then comes out the other side. That's very fun. It's like, oh, where's it go? It's gone. I like it. Let's just hide it down. Just hide a little. Actually, now I turn this on, the bartender bar is a better UI. I think it is, too. And it picks up the color of your menu bar, so mine is like a kind of a greenish brown because i use a satellite photo for my wallpaper and it's colored the same it just pops down right below it's nice a couple of just miscellaneous things the speakers are great but they're still laptop speakers you know you're not going to replace your home (laughs) pod with a macbook pro but they sound great for a laptop i have not missed the touch bar yet so it's nice having function keys uh dictation is now a dedicated function key as it's been on some of the other Magic Keyboards for a while, but now it's come to the MacBook Pro. Uh, you also have a Do Not Disturb button and no uh, no Launchpad button like I do on my desktop one. So, you know, pros don't use Launchpad, I guess, is what we're saying. I mean, that's accurate, though, right? Can you believe Launchpad is still in macOS? I mean, why get rid of it, I suppose, is the thinking, right? Yes. Like, just, just leave it there forever, but... Yeah, I don't know. Um, so, yeah, all in all, it is... As impressive as it seemed in the keynote, there's nothing about it in person that has been a letdown compared to what I thought after the event and, you know, reading about it and, you know, seeing hands-on videos by, you know, people on YouTube and stuff. So really, like, I think Apple's at a home run here. And if you're looking for a powerful notebook and it works in your budget, because these, you know, you can spec these to be pretty expensive, but if this is the machine for you, like now is the time. Uh, Apple really has resolved so m- I mean, basically everything wrong with the previous generation. I can't wait to get mine. When is it coming? I don't know. Some, it's the, the, the shipping is sometime before the second, so next week. Okay. 
Very cool. Uh, Federico, have y'all y'all ordered one? You were going to? I forget. Uh, not yet. We are going to, but not yet. We're still trying to sell some of the older stuff that we have, and we just don't want to you know, keep sort of <laughs> growing the pile of Apple computers that we have. So we're trying to get rid of some... Um, inventory if you will mm-hmm. um and also like sylvia still needs to make a decision as to which model she wants to buy uh i think i'm gonna go with the 14 inch myself but first i really want to sell this mac mini um so, or at least i want to make sure that i have a buyer for the mac mini before you don't want to sell the mac mini i i can <laughs> that's pretty <laughs> you know sell the mac mini order the macbook pro wait to january yeah, exactly. No, I want to. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I want to make sure that you know, uh, there's a smooth, peaceful transition in place. Yeah, you want to. What is it like a peaceful transition of power <laughs> from machine to machine? So uh, we will get two of them, uh, but we haven't yet. Yeah, I'm also selling up a bunch of stuff. It's like a slow moving process, but yeah, spring clean time over here. Yeah, I got my my MacBook Pro go for sale, the old one, and then. Uh, then your Mac Pro, and then and then uh, then your Mac Pro. I sold an old iPad Pro back to Apple because I just didn't want to deal with selling it online, so I traded in, and it's great. You know, our friend David Sparks was texting me after last week's episode, and he's like, "Oh man, that Pro display is really nice." It's true, <laughs> but I got him back. Uh, though. I've been talking to Casey about it. Casey's trying to get me to to make it okay to forgive him for buying it. Oh, really? Yeah. Interesting. I didn't know. This is an interesting development that I didn't know. We're putting everyone on blast here. But uh, uh, I did get under. I did get uh, uh, Sparky back though, because he then continued listening to the episode, and I got to be the person to put in his mind that he's definitely going to end up with two of those MacBook Pros, mm-hmm. which is one hundred percent his future. We talk a lot more about that on uh, the MPU that's coming out on Sunday. Uh, yes. Also, in that episode, we'll be talking a lot about macOS Monterey which is our final topic for today, but let's let's take our last break. Can I just say before we do, the yes, person who put the macOS Monterey topic into the show notes today was the one and only Federico Vettici. Can you believe mm-hmm. it? He wants mm-hmm. to do a Mac story. He's the Mac event chairman. I guess so, yeah. That's what my magnet says right here. Yeah, Exactly. Because I went to magtricky.com. Magtricky.com. We're very promotion-y today, I realize. Yeah, sorry about that. I don't no, know what... Just, I'm recording standing up today, and I think I feel feisty because of it. Well, that's what, when you stand up, that's when you get your money pants on. Who says that? This episode oh. of Connected <laughs> is brought to you by Pingdom from SolarWinds. Today's internet users expect a fast web experience. No matter how targeted your marketing content is or how sleek your website may be, people are going to bounce if a page is loading too slowly. But with real user monitoring from Pingdom, you can discover how website performance affects your visitors' experiences, so you can take action before your business is impacted, offer as low as $10 a month. Whether your visitors are dispersed around the world, across browsers, devices, and platforms, Pingdom helps you identify bottlenecks, troubleshoot performance, and make informed optimizations. Real user monitoring is an event-based solution, so it's built to scale. This means that you can monitor millions of actual page views, not just sample data, all at an affordable price. Get live site performance visibility today with real user monitoring from Pingdom. Go to pingdom.com slash RelayFM right now for a 30-day free trial with no credit card required. 
Then when you're ready to buy, use the code CONNECTED at checkout to get an awesome 30% off your first invoice. Our thanks to Pingdom from SolarWinds for their support of the show and Relay FM. Mac OS Monterey. Uh, yeah, so I put in this topic because, I mean, it's the it's the big Mac OS release uh, that came out a, a couple of days ago, and I sort of wanted to discuss some of the highlights uh, with, with you guys. Um, I'm a pretty simple man here, and my one and only highlight is the Shortcuts app on the Mac. Um, Do you think it is the highlight of this release? <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, um, it, it's a... It's in kind of it's in a kind of rough state. Uh, Stephen, you wrote about a really sad UI element in in shortcuts for Mac, which is uh, I believe a list picker UI. Yeah, that is really just bad and kind of. Uh, I'm pretty sure the way I described it to John was it looks like a web form from a bank website in the <laughs> 90s. Yeah. Oh my God, that's such a good comparison. It kind of looks like that. And there's a bunch of similar UIs in Shortcuts for Mac right now. Um, there, are s- there are so many weird interactions in the mm-hmm. Mac version of Shortcuts. Like, mm-hmm. I was playing around with it uh, this afternoon. I put together a shortcut um, that I'm going to talk about in a, in a couple of minutes as an example of some of the limitations that you can find here. One of the things that I needed to do was I selected an empty uh, parameter field in an action. And when you do that on an iPhone or iPad, the variable uh, row appears above the keyboard, right? And you can tap those suggestions to add a, a variable to the empty parameter field. So let's say, for example, that you need to show an alert on screen. When you click into the empty field for the alert, right above the keyboard, you see the suggestion bar with Mm -hmm. the variables. And you tap the variable and you add it to the action. Very easy. On the Mac, there's no automatic suggestion bar or list whatsoever. You need to right-click into the empty parameter and then there's a there's a dial there's like a contextual menu that pops up and lets you and there's an option that says choose variable and i just thought that was very weird because i'm used to oh i click on an empty parameter the app helps me out it, it shows me previously created variables here i click into it nothing happens and I need to figure out, oh, I guess it's a right click to show the contextual menu to pick an option. It, it's just an extra, like a, a couple of extra steps that I do not exactly appreciate in shortcuts. Um, and there's just these inconsistencies between the iPad version and the Mac version. Like, for example, um, you need to double click shortcuts from the main uh, view the grid view of the app if you want to open them and they have replaced the more like the ellipsis button with the play button on the mac i just don't understand why there Mm -hmm. have to be different interactions i guess yeah double click is a is a mac thing right um Double-clicking doesn't exist really on iPadOS as a way to confirm your action. But 
I wonder if it was more important to prioritize consistency with shortcuts rather than consistency with macOS in general. And that's a that's a fascinating question for Apple in general right now. Like, do you prioritize consistency with apps coming from iPadOS and users coming from those apps? Or do you prioritize consistency with existing Mac users and existing Mac apps? And that's a fascinating problem to solve if you're Apple. But me personally, as a shortcuts for iPad user coming into the Mac version, I thought it was weird that I had to double click to open a shortcut. Anyway, um, I tried to put together, uh, I tried to update one of my existing shortcuts that take a link from Safari and save the link to Trello. Pretty easy stuff, right? I want to take a web page and save it as a new item in a Trello board. The problem is that on iOS and iPadOS, this shortcut runs as a share sheet uh, shortcut. It's, uh, I open Safari, I'm on the page I want to save, and I hit share, mm-hmm. run my shortcut. It takes the link from the page because shortcuts integrates with the share sheet. Now, on the Mac, shortcuts do not integrate with the share sheet at all, and that doesn't make any sense because they're like, everywhere else, though. <laughs> they're in the menu bar. And I didn't know that they've put them in so many places, but not in the one place they are on iOS. I know exactly. Like why? Like again, I understand that on the Mac extensions are not as popular as on ios like share sheet extensions but you're apple and you should be a champion of your own feature here especially because that feature is found on iphone and ipad and i would think again as an ipad user being intrigued by monterey and by the fact that i can use my shortcuts now i'm like oh cool I guess it just works like on the iPad. It's the same shortcut. I hit share from Safari and it works, but nope. Like you hit, you hit share and the shortcut is not there. Then I confirmed this with John and John John told me, yeah, uh, shortcuts does not integrate with the share sheet at all on iOS. So I thought, huh, okay. What does that mean for all of these actions that I use on my other devices that are based on the share sheet? And especially Safari actions. Like, integration with Safari is one of the best aspects of shortcuts on the iPhone and iPad. You can take the link of the current page. You can take the selection from the current page. You can get a bunch of metadata from the current page in shortcuts on iOS and iPadOS. You know what I had to do? Uh, So on the Mac, and I'm checking again now let's see menu bar double click this is so weird on the mac they have a separate safari action called get current url from safari i guess this is one of the actions like one <laughs> of this is one of the yeah. leftover like one of the actions that came from automator you can tell because of the description gets the URL of the web page in the frontmost Safari window. <laughs> the concept of the of the frontmost Safari window, that's an automator legacy thing, right? Um, and in fact, it says this action can only be run on Mac. So, okay, you didn't make the share sheet integration happen, but you just put yourself in a corner where in order to have basic integration with Safari, you had to make a separate action instead of making sure that the existing ones could work on the Mac as well. 
Maybe, maybe the safari team was just too busy to put it in. <laughs> just like, hey, we got too much going on over here. Leave us Fix alone. Fix the tabs. <laughs> Leave us alone. <laughs> the second thing that I had to do was more interesting and problematic, but also a pretty good example of the freedom that you have in Shortcuts for Mac. The URL, I figured out how to get from the page, but I also needed to get the title of the page. And other actions were not working. So I realized, okay, this is a Mac. Shortcuts has um, backwards compatibility with Automator stuff. I can potentially just get the title of the page using a very simple Apple script, right? So what I ended up doing is I added this very simple check to my shortcut, which says, get the device model. If the device model is a Mac, run Apple script. And there's a one-line Apple script that says, uh, tell Safari to get the name of the current tab. And that's how I fixed my shortcut uh, that was working just fine on iOS and iPadOS to work on the Mac so that I could do a very simple thing, which is get the link and the title of the current tab in Safari. And I had to rely on scripting. Now, this is a... It, it's a... It's a what do they call it? Like a like a double-edged knife? Is that the expression? Double-edged sword. Uh, sword, yeah. Which uh, is like I a big knife, sword. really, if you think or about it's it. Like a, it's, yeah, I mean, a sword is a, is a big knife with a different handle. So yeah. If you think about it. Yeah. I, it's not called a handle, though, is it? For swords? Uh, it's, it's got uh, a name. There's a name hilt? to it. Hilt, hilt. Yeah. yes. Oh, my God, yeah. thank you. I can't believe Good I pulled job. that out of my brain. Wow, <laughs> okay. Um... It's beautiful, right? Oh, it, the feature doesn't exist. I can just write my own script. That's cool. But at the same time, it also kind of defeats the purpose of shortcuts, which is you don't have to know scripting languages. There's visual actions. And what I find especially weird, and that to me kind of sums up the state of shortcuts on the Mac right now, these things were working just fine on iOS and iPadOS. But some of them, and only some of them, in a very inconsistent way, don't work on Monterey. And that I don't understand. It's not the it's not the the bugginess ultimately that kills me. It's the inconsistency of it. And the fact that I don't understand why only some of these things are not working in shortcuts right now. Mm. Uh, but otherwise, now that I fix it. Uh, I'm very happy because the same shortcut now works on the, my on my Mac, and I used to, you know, it used to be that if I discovered the link when I was working on my Mac Mini, I had to like hand off the link to my iPhone and then run the shortcut there. Now I can run the shortcut on the Mac. It's beautiful. I like it. It's a, it's a, gonna be a very nice time saving tool for me. And now I can on Monterey. I can also do like window automation with shortcuts, which is something that I want to look into. But yeah, I hope that they can make it more consistent um, with the iOS and iPadOS versions, especially when it comes to actions and the share sheet, and also the I mean Swift UI related uh, interface problems and glitches are to be expected, right? Uh, so there's definitely some of that. And parts of the app, are, as Steven said, are very sad and very strange looking. It's like this app is brand new and it looks old at the same time. <laughs> 
And I don't know why. Yeah. And, and some of it comes down to not being very Mac-like. And so, like, if you have a dictionary, you're putting keys and values in, you you would think that double-clicking into that would give you a text insertion point, but you have to hit return, which is, okay, like, that is that is another way of doing it on the Mac. But then to remove a step or a block of automation from a shortcut you have to hit the little X. You can't hit delete or command delete. It's like they've got to make this more, more like other Mac apps. If I mean, people who, who are looking to use shortcuts on the Mac care about that stuff. Right. I care about it. Now I'm super glad it's here. Like I have taken some shortcuts and like reworked them. I do find it overall easier to build shortcuts and edit them on the Mac. than than especially the iPhone where you can like, get in trouble dragging and dropping it, especially in the the newer versions of shortcuts. But yeah, there's a lot of UI stuff that's just uh, needs some, needs some more time, but we talked about that a lot. <laughs> Swift UI. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I do like, we, we touched on, I want to go back to it. I do like that shortcuts are basically everywhere. So you can, com- you can bind a shortcut to a system wide keyboard command Man, iPad OS should have that. I didn't know that was one of the options. Yes. I, I've been putting them in the menu bar. I didn't know you could do you that. You can do too. that too. So if you go into a shortcut to edit it, you can say that it's a service and then you can give it a keyboard shortcut within shortcuts, right. the application, or in the keyboard preference pane and system oh, nice. preferences. Okay. So that's pretty cool. cool. And I wish the iPad had that, especially you, know, you got a keyboard Same. right there. <laughs> What a concept. Yeah. Uh, anything beyond shortcuts? I mean, so much of what's coming to Monterey isn't quite here yet. And what is coming mostly is iOS 15 features, which is good. Like they should tie the yeah, Mac I, and I'm, the other stuff closer together. I mean, I'm happy for uh, focus modes. And I am happy for New Safari because I like, especially now, uh, I really like, I really love tab groups. It's such a great feature. Like I, I just feel like I need to keep saying it because... When anybody talks about Safari, it's like, ah, Safari tabs, ah, right? And it's just like, we'll <laughs> just think about that all the time. But like tab groups is just such a great feature. Like I I love it. I use it every day. Um, I've really like, it's really become something that I enjoy. Um, I mean, Safari on the Mac has like a weird thing where like you tap a link from elsewhere, it just opens a new window, which is like not <laughs> at all what Safari does no. in, on iOS. No. Like on iOS and iPadOS, it just opens, like if you know, it just opens a new tab in your last used tab group, which I think makes the most sense. But like on the Mac, it's just like, hey, hey, have a new window. And it's like, well, all right, now it's really hard for me to move this into a tab group because there, Windows... Yeah. Yeah. There's there is a setting to like doesn't do anything, man. Don't do anything with tab groups. Okay. Well, let me tell. I, I I know it doesn't. It didn't do anything with Safari on High Sierra or whatever it is. What is it? So is that is High Sierra is the current one before Monterey? No, Big Sur. Big, Big Sur. Sur. Big Sur. High Sierra was like four years ago. Yeah. The, isn't there isn't there Catalina even after, before Big yeah, Sur? Yeah. Yeah. He he missed uh, by yeah. several. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. I missed so many of them. Like just uh, I haven't tried actually that that. Um, specific thing on uh, that's that feature that setting on a uh, Monterey. Is it called Monterey? Yeah, Mon- I'm got so I'm so confused now. On Monterey, I've only tried it on a big Sur Safari. Yeah, you're thinking so of Mountain Lion. <laughs> I'll please stop it because I'm really I'm genuinely I can't remember which one's which now. Um, 
and also focus modes. I'm really happy to have focus modes. Uh, that's just a feature that I really have come to like and I like that uh, I'll be able to turn it on on one device and it's on all devices like so when I have my recording focus mode on it would also turn it on and off on my uh, on my iMac which I should say my iMac is still on whatever the version of uh, of Mac OS it's on um, Stephen you moved on your Mac Pro right you moved to Monterey I did can I move to Monterey on my iMac now yeah totally fine alright great I'm going to do that then I only got it on my MacBook Pro, which I did. I mean, I was interested to do it, but I wanted to be on my on my MacBook Pro. I wanted to have the most recent version for when the new MacBook Pro arrives and I do migration assistant because I feel like that's probably always a good idea. Which is fun. My old MacBook Pro was still on the beta and migration assistant was like, hey, you're on the beta. What do you want to do about that? It's good. They've gotten a lot smarter about that stuff. Yeah. I I mean, I'm I'm into it for those reasons. I'm, in, I'm intrigued still to try universal control. I know I won't use it, but I'm intrigued to try it. Um, I think that's kind of all of macOS. I like that it's a quieter year. You know, the last two years, we've had a lot of turbulence. You had Catalina that killed all 32-bit apps, and then you had Big Sur with the redesign. And it feels like Monterey doesn't really bring anything super dramatic. You know, talking about the laptops, right? There's a pretty drama-free version of macOS. I think that's what the Mac needed. I I do think, though, like, in using it, especially in the in the era of the new iPad multitasking. Like, I don't want that on the Mac, but I do think, like, the split-screen stuff, full-screen apps, mission control is still pretty messy on the Mac. And there is mm. a new feature. I didn't even know about this. David Sparks pointed out to me that if you're in a split-screen, you know, right and left, you can now replace one of those apps without breaking the split-screen, which is cool. You can just bring another app in to, to tile uh, on either side. Very iPad OS y. It is. But y'all, like just just take just take Windows eleven window management and sure lock it. Yeah, I want it so bad. That's all you gotta do. Like they've they've really done a good job of it. I want it so bad. Yeah, I use better touch tool on the Mac just for that, like the the, the snapping uh, with the corners and the you know multiple windows. Uh, you can now sort of uh, replicate that with shortcuts. In fact, one of their sort of uh, built-in shortcuts in the gallery on the Mac is just like a version of that. It's called, I believe, Tile Last Four Windows. But obviously, like, you shouldn't have to use a shortcut for it. And it's much yeah. more intuitive to just grab a window, drag it to, a, to the side or like a corner, mm-hmm. and it snaps. Uh, that's, that's so much better. And I mean, eventually, Apple will steal that feature. It's one of those interaction things that just makes sense. And eventually, everybody copies it because it makes sense. Anything else with Monterey? I don't think so. Uh, well, I think that does it for this week. We got a lot of ground covered. We unboxed a cleaning cloth. We talked about AirPods. MagTricky.com. MagTricky.com. Thank you to everyone who has ordered while I've been recording. Uh, those will be up through November 11th, and then we'll ship in December. MagTricky.com. If you want to read more about the stuff we spoke about this week on the show, there's a bunch of links on our website at relay.fm slash connected slash 369. Nice. You know, I thought we were going to go the whole time. <laughs> right at the end. Snuck it in there. <laughs> we have uh, a bunch of awesome shows on Relay FM. Uh, Conduit is a new show by our friends Kathy and Jay where they talk about their own brand of productivity. It's a lot of fun. 
Uh, so go check out Conduit while you're on the Relay website. You can send us an email or you can find us on Twitter for feedback or follow-up. Mike is there as I-M-Y-K-E. Uh, Mike, what else are you up to right now? Uh, I recommend people keep a, an ear out for uh, Upgrade on Monday. Uh, we have an interview coming up with Tim Millay and Tom Boga from Apple. We're talking about uh, Apple, the new Apple Silicon chips, the M1 Pro and M1 Max chips. It's really good. I'm looking forward to that. Those guys are awesome. They're really great. I, I can't wait for people to hear it. Uh, you can find Federico on Twitter at Vitici, V-I-T-I-C-C-I, and he's the editor-in-chief of MacStories.net. We didn't even mention it. We just glossed right over it, but the One True John has written a really awesome macOS Monterey review. It's on Mac Stories. The One True Review. One True Review. It's that one. Yes. You did a very good job. I have some One True John Easter eggs in the uh, Aqua screenshot library for, for Monterey. Just got to go dig oh, nice. through there and find them. You can find me on Twitter as ISMH, and I write over at 512pixels.net and host a bunch of other shows here on Relay FM, including Mac Power Users, Liftoff, Flashback, Backflash, back, back, Backsplash. That's our tiling podcast where we talk about kitchen tiles, Backsplash. Sure. Come on, that was good. No, I no, I got it. It just doesn't have a comment. Yeah. no. It just took like- your breath away. Yeah, that's true. I just my brain couldn't take comprehend. my breath away. Boom. Na, 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 boom, boom, boom. I think our sponsors this week: boom, boom. Trade Coffee, Clean My Mac X, and Pingdom. I think our members supporting the show directly. And uh, until next time, y'all, say goodbye. Arrivederci. Cheerio. Bye, y'all.